0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders, and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Can I get a good amen? amen. Alright, we stopped at the abundant nature of God. Now, um, in First Chronicles chapter tw- 29, that's where we stopped. First Chronicles 29 and um, verse 12. First Chronicles twenty nine verse twelve. It says, Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. And in your hand is power and might, and it lies in your hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. It lies in your hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. You know, I was studying something yesterday night and I'm going to teach that in January, how life works. How life works. And God began to, you know, show me from scripture how life works. Now, it says riches and honor come from you. So we talk about the abundant nature of God. Now, I want to share a thought today on the poverty mindset and the prosperity mindset. And if we can get there, I'll talk about how God meets the needs of his children. Now, I want to start with a few thoughts. First of all, God wants you provided for and supplied. God wants you to be able to take care of your family, look after yourself. God wants you supplied. But this is important. This is not to say, okay, every child of God will be a millionaire. God wants you richly supplied. God wants you to be able to look after your family because the Bible says, he that does not provide for his own house is worse than what? An infidel. So if God says, if a man cannot provide for his own home is worse than an infidel, what does God what what do you think is the mind of god he wants you to provide for your house but this is not going to say everybody's going to be a millionaire you know why because becoming a millionaire would take some natural skills that some people don't have god doesn't want anyone uh, a beggar god doesn't want anyone poor so it, it flows from the abundant nature of god now everyone will not be a millionaire but everyone can be able to afford the basic necessities of life I want to read a couple of scripture now. And please really follow me tonight as I close these sessions up. Go with me to Proverbs 22 and verse 2. I want to share a few thoughts. I I, I wish I had the, the time to put this whole concept into a book. Because there's a whole lot I haven't been able to cover. Now, please look at this verse. And this is very important. The rich and the poor have a common bond the rich and the poor have a common bond. What is the common bond of the rich and the poor? What's the common bond? Church of the living God. The living God. Can you just talk? What's the common bond? The Lord. the Lord is the maker of them all. Now, it did not say the Lord made one rich and the Lord made one poor. He's saying the rich and the poor, the one thing they have in common is that the Lord created them. Okay. Uh, Give me the New Living Translation, please. The NLT. It says, the rich and poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. So actually, wealth and poverty has a lot to do with individual choices. Wealth and poverty has a lot to do with individual choices. And one of the fundamental choices you must make in your life, everybody tends to make those choices. Say, ah, I don't want to be poor. There's nobody who comes to an all night and say, what's your number one prayer request for the next day? Say, Lord, make me a poor man. Nobody prays that. But you know what? It's not what you pray. It's not what you say. It's what your habit reflects. If you have the habit and the mindset of a poor man, you will end up poor. Now, another scripture um, Matthew 26, 11. I, I, I used to say this, that there are certain scriptures you should not fulfill in your life. Matthew 26, verse 11. It says, you, this was when Jesus, the, the alabaster box was poured on Jesus. It says, for you always have the poor. Not the word always. That's why, you know, I laugh when people say, we are working on this poverty thing. We want to, we want to, we want to read the word of poverty. You cannot. There are some people that if you bring into wealth today, give them two months, they have gone back to poverty. Have you not seen people you took to mentor, to raise, put them in a job? Praise God. I remember one time, early days when we started, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes you can be so... Dealt with people, you know. I really wanted everyone around us then to have something going. I really wanted people to just do well in life. So we set up this scheme in church, right? So we set up this scheme, got a few guys, sent them to go and learn trades. Imagine we were giving them something monthly because they didn't have anything. And so, you know, one said, "If we go and learn trade now, how will I chop? I'm in the shop from morning to evening. It's okay, no problem." So we're giving them something every month. <laughs> and one of them was about to finish and we discovered it was not consistent and then we went there he so what's the issue he said well, what they are giving him every month is not enough for him to eat he has gone to look forward to it you have a father you have a mother they couldn't do so you realize you cannot help some people and I remember one time we sent someone to somewhere to go and learn something and then the man called me and said pastor say your heart is very good he said, but don't be doing this. He said, everybody churches have sent here will always say, a hey, church that says we should come and learn work. That's, those are these people. You will always have the poor with you. He says, but you do not always have me. Jesus separated himself from the poor. Don't be a consistently poor person in life. Don't fulfill that past. When he says, for you will always have the poor with you. Say, example, You. Don't be that. Jesus said, "Poverty, poor people will be constant in life. Why? Because there is an attitude of poverty, and until it is cured, I don't care if the whole money in this world was given to you, you would be poor." He said, "Let me tell you, most wealthy people you know started with little or nothing. That's why when you are raising your children, even when you are when you have been prosperous, be careful how you raise your children." That you don't raise your children to think that that's how life is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't raise your children to just think, oh, it's okay. No, it's not. You know, we trust God for a long life. If something can happen to you, how will those children walk through life? Is the poor you would always have with you. Right? So you make up your mind in this life, I will not be among the poor. How do you start it? You start gradually. like i said i'm not saying you'll be a millionaire but you should at least at least be able to take care of your family and your children this also means that you don't give birth to children by faith you look at yourself you look at your plans you look at you know how far (laughs) and you say right these are the number of children I can take care of. You don't just have children because you like children. They don't raise children by liking them. Say, I just like children. I just said so that when we have vocation, there'll be somebody here. Be. No, 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 no. They don't raise children because of vocation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because let me explain something to you in life. There is, there is how you can plan your family so that you can give a foundation to the next generation so that the next generation can build for that. There is no need raising a family where every generation has to repeat laying of foundations. And having said that, there are some of you that are foundational generations in your family. Recognize it. That, okay, from where I am, I'm starting a new foundation. Which means that you will be buried so that on your back, as it were, your family can climb. Don't compare yourself to those who already had certain foundations laid for them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? By virtue of where I am, what I know the grace God has given to me, there are certain things my children will not suffer. That foundation has been laid. But if I didn't go through certain seasons in our life, they will have to lay that foundation. Now, there were times we had to Put our backs down to lay certain foundation, and even till date, I mean, I was talking to someone, and person was like, "Ah, I think your child can go to this school." I said, "No." I said, "I don't think he can go there." He said, "Ah, but I know you." I said, "No. If he goes there, we would have jumped three steps. We would stretch ourselves, but it will not be laying foundation. It will be trying to impress people. You know, people think you are very rich, and you too, you swallow the poison. You don't want to disappoint them." And so you live a life that is false. And we deal with it. Because that itself is a poverty mindset. What's that poverty mindset? It's the mindset that you don't want to make people feel you don't have. The Bible says do good when it is in your power to do it. Some of you don't have the power. You want to force yourself to do good. When it is in your power... So you're always helping, even though you don't have. Because you have watched one film that said one man was helping people, helping people, helping people. The last person he didn't want to help, he just helped, was an angel. That's how he became a millionaire. It happens only in film. You have been helping for 10 years. Why have you not helped the last person? And stop living your life by all those things people put out there. There is a time to restrain because you're building for the future. And let me tell you, one thing that must not hit you in this life is poverty. It will eliminate choices from your life. That's what poverty does. Poverty constrains you. You can eat only one kind of food. You can wear only one kind of shirt. You can stay in only one kind of house. Poverty removes options. And if Kes is not taken, you'll be forced to marry a man you don't like. No option. Because the man will pay your school fees. And sometimes, you know, when they lay the logical fact before you, you will really see that the family has no option. So take this serious. Proverbs 22 7. Proverbs 22 7. It says, For the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. From the first day we got married, from the first day we got married, we made a decision never to be in debt. We don't buy anything on credit. We don't buy anything on credit. We've been married a couple of years now. Nothing on credit. This ministry does not run on credit. Why? Whatever you borrow, you have become a slave to the person who, lend it, who gave you that. Right? You know, a law had to be passed against these loan apps. Right? Because we were messing people up. For how much? 5,000. See, let me tell you something. If there is one decision you must make for the rest of your life, what I cannot afford must not appeal to me. Make Make up your mind. I can't afford this, it does not appeal to me. I can't pay for this, it does not appeal to me. I don't care how many people have it in this world. Contentment is the foundation of prosperity. I don't envy... I, God, has, God has helped me and helped us, myself and my lovely wife, to pastor people who have resources. I don't envy anybody's resources. I remember one time, I mean, we have very lovely people in this church who love us and we're glad about that. I remember one time our car had issue. And, uh, and two of our brothers offered... Their car. I said, oh, you can use, you can use the car until you bet you, you, yours, is, yours is fine, you know. I think the first day I took it, drove it. second day I returned it. Next day we entered, KK came to church. We were more comfortable. You see, as, as we're in that car, the comfort was not there. You match the brake, you're careful. I just told myself, why get high blood pressure? The next day we were, oh, KK, we di- we used that keke for close to tricycle for social we don't know what keke is you know we used that for close to about a month before we fixed it. and we were, there was no pressure there was nothing we left early came the kids there's not my kids know today that if these cars that we have are not there we will stand on the way go- there is nothing like uh, no there's not why you don't have you don't have. Oh, this person that has this car is a very close friend. We are five and six. Five and six is not the same. There's five and you add one, then it makes it six. Because some, some people live their life revealing in other people's prosperity. And let me tell you, the Lord will raise men to favor you. That's something I know. God will raise men who just like you, who wants to be of a blessing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where what you have, you are not content with it. And therefore, you go to borrow. Why must you borrow to sew another shirt when you're not naked? Why must you borrow for another hair? Why must you borrow for another shoe? Why must you borrow for something else? And let me tell you, once borrowing becomes a habit, you realize that even what you have, you are borrowing another color of it. You already have it. It Since the borrower is a servant to the lender. Nothing I cannot afford appeals to me. Nothing, nothing. Not a car, not a house, not a shed, nothing. In fact, there are few things in this world that can really appeal to me. Because I realized very very early in life that if you want to walk in increase, you must die to things, you see. I have to use this watch. I have to use this. I have to use this. I have to use this. There's nothing I have to use. That's how you realize that wealthy people are frugal. Go to parties. Hmm? Go to parties. You see a wealthy man will just come. You see a, a poor man has gone to buy... Um, do you have an English name for Agbada? Is there an English name? Okay. Star eh? Starship. Star shit. White. Thing is spreading everywhere. Oh. He hasn't finished paying. Then save him. I say, oh, they are not recognizing me because it does not. <laughs> you see? make a decision today for the rest of your life i will not be indebted are you hearing what i'm saying and someone say oh but pastor what when, if you don't have why don't you trust the favor of god why don't you trust the power of god why don't you know god knows your needs and he can make grace why 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 don't you make your your life an adventure of faith and trust and and the blessing of god and the increase of god You see, you have already made borrowing an alternative, so you don't even seek God. You just know, if I don't have, I know who to call. Because you've already developed that mindset, your faith is no longer in God. Let me tell you, God cares for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. So, we make up our mind not to be in debt. So, our mindset plays a lot of roles in either our prosperity or poverty. Now, Numbers chapter 13, verse 13, we're talking about the poverty mindset and prosperity mindset. Verse thirty three, not thirteen, sorry. Verse thirty three. It says, "They also, they also, we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So the, the the children of Israel saw themselves as grasshoppers, even though God is giving them the promised land. Right? What happened is that they had an image." of themselves that could not allow them to get into the promised land. So you can have an image of poverty. Now, an image of poverty is not just thinking poor. You see, what I just described before is also an image of poverty. Where you try to use things to cover your true state is an image of poverty. There is something you are trying to cover. I don't know if you you get my point. So you go and buy things on credit to cover who you really are. Because you think by wearing those things, people will think you are rich. So you discover that's a poverty mindset. That's a poverty mindset. Are, Are you following this? That's a poverty mindset. Alright. So how do you see yourself? See, if you see yourself poor, you will talk poor, you will act poor, you behave poor. So you have to change your internal image. First of all. So let's go to Genesis 13, 8 to 9. I just want to show you a story there and show you two mindsets. If I when I saw this that I was studying today, it was so brilliant. Genesis 13, 8 to 9. Genesis 13, 8 to 9. So Abraham said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me, nor between my headsmen and your headsmen, for we are brothers. Is not the whole land before you. Please se- separate from me. If to the left, then I'll go to the right. And if to the right, then I'll go to the left. Look at these two mindsets. Look at what did Lot. Lot lifted up his eyes and saw the valley of Jordan and chose, the. you know, it was before Sodom and Gomorrah. Let me ask you an example something. This is a brother who took you. God didn't call you. This brother took you. You were blessed with this brother. And this brother came and said, let there be no strife between us, please. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. What do you think Lot should have done? It's like, no. You're the boss. Give me wherever you want. He will not have chosen Sodom. Two mindsets played here. Two mindsets played here. Lot, Abraham, (coughs) valued Abraham had the mindset of abundance. So follow me, right? I have listed it out. My notes is so much. I'm just thinking of where to summarize. But Abraham had the mindset of abundance. So he thought, regardless of where Lot goes, there'll still be enough for me. Right? Have that mindset in life. You can never be cheated. Hmm? Let me tell you something. If somebody comes and scams you of everything you have, it won't happen to you, just an example, you know, scam someone of everything they have and go away. Don't be bitter. It's just things. You get it back. But you see, that thing that makes you feel there is no abundance and I have to, grab! It's a poverty mindset. Abraham thought covenant. Abraham thought covenant. Abraham valued peace and relationship. Lot threw away relationship. Hmm? There are many people, as, as a church, we work with several vendors, we work with several people to produce things for us, to get things to work for us. Right? See, most people, right, they just want that money of that project we are giving to them, and they throw away relationship. You have forgotten that this church will be here for years. See value relationship. You have a customer. Why would you, you know, value extra one thousand above what that relationship? Value relationship. So lot. Um, sorry, Abraham had abundance mindset, covenant thinking. He valued peace. He valued relationship. He said, let there be no strife. Don't don't strive. So strife is a poverty mindset. You're always fighting for things. Always fighting for things. Hmm? sometimes some of us woke up in homes where we had to hustle for food if you don't come to the kitchen on time you will not see how to eat and you know sometimes some habits are hard to, 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 to over, overcome so you have to eat fast you know sometimes I'm eating and Pastor may asks me where are you running to you know because <laughs> growing up with my grandmother I didn't know that I picked up that habit right growing up with my grandmother, I mean, sometimes, I mean, all the, my grandmother, my mother's side, all my aunties, they had only women, their aunties everywhere. Maybe like nine of them or so. So there were this, you know, period where, I mean, they just dumped all of us home. Most of the people who were just home with our grandparents for a period of time. You know, most of my mother's side are teachers, so I think there was that IBB time where things were just so tough, so, I mean, so we're like maybe ten grandkids, right? And then my grandmother would cook and spread all the plates on the floor, and I was part of the youngest group, right? And you had to eat quickly. Poverty mindset because you know if you eat quick on time, you know you can get something. But if you are slow, hmm? Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Poverty is not good. You hear all kind of theories. I can't tell you the lessons of life I learned with my elder cousins just eating food. Some lies they sold so they could take our meat and take some of our things. Just tell you all kinds of stories. Oh, you follow me to play football next week. You follow me. Then you give your food. Football you will not see. Next week you will not see. All right. So, Lot valued increase, he despised relationship and covenant. He wanted immediate gratification. What have I told you? I said, if God wants to bless you, he brings you into an association with certain people. He puts you in relationship with them. You know what? Some of us, will despise these relationships for money. Hmm? You are working with someone. The person is good to you. You will still want to take from that person because you don't value that relationship. Hmm? Extra change. You you just assume change should not be returned. You know there's an unwritten law should not return change. Yeah. And you know what you're doing for just five hundred naira, you are destroying a relationship that should bring wealth. See, let me tell you, the greatest thing in this life is for God to give you relationships. And and you know something happened this evening where we were to get into service with our light and everything, it reinforced it again. It reinforced it again. It reinforced it again. You know, I called someone, we needed some help, you know, called one of their, their leaders and the person says, oh, we're done, but if it's for you, I'll try to get something done for you. That was just what saved it. It wasn't money that saved it. It was nothing. It was just good relationship. And by the time everything was settled, everything was done, I ensured I called the man back again to say, Thank you very much. I appreciate your helping me. I don't take it for granted. You know, just some of you, they finish helping you. That is it. The next call is when you are in need again. You don't even go back to say thank you. You don't value relationship. You don't go back to say thank you. These are poverty. You see, a poverty mindset just wants to grab and run away. Again, what will happen? The next time, he will come back and grab. Can I tell you something? Have you ever wondered what will happen? I'm not saying you should. But have you ever wondered what will happen? If one day, it was not a salary day, you went up to your boss and just say, you know what, sir? I want to just thank you. Since I've been working in this office, I've never been old salaries. We've always been paid on time. And I do appreciate it. How many of you have worked where they were owing you salaries before? Let me see. Just raise your hand. Eh? You know how frustrating it can be when you're counting 22nd, 23, 24, 25, Twenty-six? 30. Then you start asking people, you don't get a lot. See, no. You never get. Is this somebody? You know, you can feel. But how many, of you, how many of you now think just being in an organization where you don't even think about it? It's a blessing. See, those little things are prosperity mindset, being appreciative. If you have a great staff, just appreciating that. You know, sometimes we always think, we can always change people, until you now sack a good person and bring somebody and say Jesus. <laughs> 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 and Kenneth? Right? You're just like, who is this one? You are just wondering. And you know, at a point, you just say, even if we built a statue in this office, it will do a better work than you. At least, once in a while, it will get it right. Yeah. Relationships. Learn to... Va- you see, if they put money and relationships, choose relationships, leave money. In our culture, we have esteemed money at the expense of what? Relationship. Let's, let's talk a- about another mind. So can you... I mean, I, I, maybe we'll have to come back to this topic. But can you see the mindset of Abraham and Lot? Can you see the... Mi- so it's that mindset that I'm trying to teach you that you will have a certain mindset about life and it's that mindset God can prosper. Says no, let there be no strife. It's fine. Hmm? Do you think Abraham can tell somebody that story and he'll be comfortable? Say, Lot, a boy you brought who God did not even call. Are you calling Call him for me. Call him for me. <laughs> no, it's a mindset of saying, you know what? There's enough. Don't fight. There's enough to go around. There's abundance. God will supply our needs. Don't stress. Now, I'm not saying you always let people get away with things, you know, their contract, their things, but understand where I'm coming from, all right? <laughs> so I don't want people to say, ah, but you said, loss. and then people are just thinking of things away like that, but you understand what I'm saying? Have an abundant mindset towards life. All right, right, Second Kings chapter 5. Let me show you another mindset. Second Kings chapter 5. Thank you, Lord. Are you getting blessed? All right, verse 20 to 27. Prosperity mindset. See, if you develop these things, God can prosper you. Mm? Gratitude. Gratitude. Alright. But, let me say this. Just coming in my spirit. Let me follow my spirit. Let me say this. Do you remember when Jesus asked for the five loaves and two fishes? Right? What did the disciples say? Poverty mindset. What is this among what? You haven't read that story? What did the disciples say? What is this among many? What did Jesus do? He lifted up and did what? And gave thanks. You can look at your salary. You can look at where you are and say, what is this among many needs? Or you can look at and say, Father, I thank you. you can thank God. Hmm? That some of you are staying in block houses today should thank God. Because if you look at your trage- trajectory, it shouldn't be. That some of you can even get married and have children. You should thank God. Some of you could drive, drive cars today. You thank God. <laughs> Praise God. I remember the first car my, my dad bought, there was no stereo in it, there was no car stereo. So he had this tape as big as this with batteries. <laughs> I myself and my younger brother was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the village. Father has finally bought car. There's no stereo, so we had that cassette thing at that driver's side. So he asking us to change. I ah, myself and my brother were so embarrassed with it, you know. But maybe that's where I also learned it. My dad has always felt comfortable with whatever he has. You see, where you are today is not your future. It's a stepping stone to your future and live that way. Praise God. Now, Second Kings 5.20 But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, thought he thought this in his mind. Behold, my master has spared Nehman, the Aramean by not receiving from his hands what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. Did you see Gehazi's mindset? Here was your master. He could heal leprosy. You didn't target that. It is the things Nehman brought. Look at this. So Gazi pursued Neyman. When Neyman someone run after him, he came from the channel to meet him and said he's all well and he said, All is well, my master. My, sorry, all is well. My master has sent me saying, and you know, there's nothing that shocks me like people who can confidently lie to anointed people. Yeah. You think people don't lie to us? You know, sometimes people lie to us. We know they are lying. But we just allow them. Let me tell you one story. A guy came to the office one time. We had... a uh, uh, Pastor Christian was working with us. Was volunteering. Came to the office one time. I said, oh, he needed drugs. He needed... Drugs. He was sick. And, and before, because of our experience, we now said Pastor Christian should follow him to wherever... He wanted to will pay. When they got on the bike, he now told Pastor Chris, I said, yeah, I don't... Don't spoil. What did he say? Don't spoil my business or something, something. I mean, it was all a lie. He lied. You see, lying to get anything in life is a poverty mindset. Anything you lie to get, you are already poor in your mind. That thing will not last. You know what you're saying? I cannot get this thing legitimately. Lying to someone to make more profit is a poverty mindset. And let me tell you, in your life, there are people you should tell yourself, I will not lie to this person. Listen, you shouldn't lie at all. Uh Because so that you don't categorize, I can lie to this. But I'm just saying, since you are still learning to walk free from lying, there are some people in your life, don't lie to them. You see, the realm of the spirits can see through things. He says, just now, two young men, look at story, behold, where? say, behold, just now, 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 two young men of the sons of the prophet have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver, two changes of clothes. Look at what this young man substituted anointing for. A talent of silver and two changes of clothes. That's why you say when people lie, what they get at the end, you'll be surprised. Why is this person lying for 5,000? When this relationship, right, will be able to produce thousands and thousands in the future, you have just lied. Look at it. Let's read them. I'm talking about prosperity and poverty mindset. Nehemiah said. Oh, be pleased to take two talents. And he asked him and bound two talents of silver in two bags and with two changes of clothes and gave them to t- two of his servants and they carried them with him. When he came to the hill, he took them from their hand, deposited them in the house and sent the man away and they departed. This was a guy learning under the prophet of God. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, Where have you been, Gehazi? Oh, ah, your servant has been nowhere, sir. <laughs> this was a prophet. Ah. You know, sometimes you forget that people can pick things in the spirit. Is that been ah nowhere else, sir? Just here. Okay. Then he said to him, Did my heart not go with you? When the man turned from his chariot to meet you, he said, Is it time to receive money and to receive clothes? You see, poverty mindset do, do not know when to put relationships before money. Somebody just adopted you. Just say, oh, I like you. I like the way you are walking. Ah, wow. You are a good person. The next day, you send text. I celebrate you, sir. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you. You see, in this life, not many people like people. Sir, my children have not eaten. I can't number. 0177. We have OP. We have uh, access. If it's not going, sir, I have first bank. First time. First time. Somebody took you to a shop and said, pick things. You did as if your, you, the dress you are going to pick now, you will use them till you are 80. if you are asking the man to help you to hold, so he say help me hold that side. <laughs> Is it time? No, no timing in life. One time, a man called us and says, go and get a house we were just starting out in the ministry then. Say, go get a house. Came to visit us. And I saw then the the house we're staying was maybe a hundred thousand or to hundred thousand. And he said, Go get a house. We went there. And the house we saw was 250. He said, No, 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 I'll pay one year. I said, sir, after the, this one year, who will pay the rest? He said, God will provide. I said, let God be provided in 10,0, dollars in business. We went back to where we're staying. It's not time. Don't don't counsel yourself into poverty. At my level, I should be in six-bedroom flat and duplex. At your level, don't counsel. You know you can talk yourself into poverty. Yes, the first year is not the problem. There are many people who entered houses now and did not know that dollar was going to rise. How will they renew the house rent? Is the problem. See, this is, these are things we have lived. When we were to move to the personage, we are still under construction. We need to move from where we were. And we saw a big apartment, compound, everything. It was 500000 then. there. The church could afford it for us. I just told the guy, I said, you know what? Let's move into a smaller house and put that extra money we're going to use to pay in this rent and put it there. That's the smallest house we have lived in our life. Small apartment we were there for like a year plus is it time ask yourself is it time to use this kind of phone you want phone with five cameras who are you snapping where are you going to you are not a photographer you are not fine you now snap and put cut cut eye cut everywhere image snapshot you use all the apps in this world to beautify you. Is it time? Is it you must know that poverty mindset has no value for seasons in life? Seasons. Seasons. The year we built this church, we didn't do any program. We didn't do anniversary, we didn't do anything. We put all our funds into building. Seasons. Is it time to receive clothes? and olive groves and vineyard and sheep and oxen and milk. in fact um, Elisha Adedmoth is the man he received Say it's not time because in your mind you'll be thinking but you know what let me tell you let me tell you something in life I pray maybe I have to teach this let me tell you something in life when God puts you close to someone right pay attention that person might not necessarily give you money God is putting you close to that person so you will learn certain lessons on how life works. If you make that relationship monetary, that's where problem comes. Let me give you an example. God might put you to work with a very rich boss, very rich man. You see, it is not so he will be dashing you money. It's to learn how does this man think? How does he plan? God is giving you the privilege of wisdom at close quarters. That's what helped me. I remember my late mentor, Reverend Tony, I God gave me the privilege of access. I would go to his house to read books. He told me many. And looking back now, I can see that a lot of things I do in ministry came from that association. You know, I don't know if I've told you the story, but one time we had a small meeting and he asked someone to preach. And I could preach better than that person. And that was not pride. This one is not it's not pride. I could preach better than I was angry. I was like, but I, you know, let me, let me explain something to you so you can understand where I'm coming from and you get a lesson. He, he preached five laboratory tests of foolishness. I cannot forget that message. Uh, uh, Tonyate preached. So you know what I did? I took my money, went to where they used to sell cassettes. I bought a pack of cassettes. Listen to that message. It blessed me so much. So I produced it because I used to have my dad to produce. He didn't have cassettes, so I produced it for him. So I just told him, I said, sir, any meeting you're going, I'll follow you to go and sell. That's what actually endeared him, me to him. So I just did it on my own. Not to make money. I just wanted a lot of people to listen to that message. It was a very good message. So I started go, following him to meetings to sell for him and everything. So when he asked this guy to preach, he had the opportunity. Guy, I was very upset. I was annoyed. I was like, ah, look at me. All the thing. You know when the devil wants to, to kill you, he will give you reasons why you should exit. I was so upset. And that's the day the Lord taught me the power of offense. I was so upset. Next meeting, I just went, sold all the tapes. I cut off. I was not calling him nothing. I was angry. For like six months. One day I was praying. And the Lord says, so why are you upset? I was like, eh, you know now. If it is you, how will you feel? You know, so God says, go back. Apologize to him. So I went back. You know, he's calling Maximus. I said, oh, Bishop, I'm very sorry. You know, and I said, okay. He said, he now told me, said, I know why you're upset. I said, ah, no, sir, I was not upset like he Ah, no, sir. Ah, no, no, me angry. I just teased. I've been busy. He said, Maximo. He says, because I didn't give you that platform. Then he said something I'll never forget. He says, what you have and what you carry, you will create platforms that other people want to speak in. He said, but for this man, he needs platform. But you are a creator of platform. You don't need my platform to do well. But in my mind, I say, hey, 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 but still give me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know what? You know what? That lesson taught me when I came into this island. We started girls and guys. It just gave me a comp- Anywhere I go, I don't look for who to invite me to preach. I create my platforms. Pastor's training, we're doing all over. It's dirty. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, you can see that. What God put me. In his life, for is to learn and have that confidence, not so. For most of us, poverty mindset is when is this relationship? What can I get instead of what can I learn? Right, hello. Sometimes it's learning how to have a good marriage, learning how to budget, learning how to be frugal, just learning. Because some of us grew up in homes where those uh, um, lessons were not abundant. You grew up in homes where nobody budgeted anything. They budgeted on their way to the market. And now you are now with somebody who is budget all the time, budget all the time. Now let me tell you what will happen. If the demons in your father's house are strong enough, they will make you so annoyed with these lessons that you will not learn them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? everything, what is it, does he think uh, I'm stealing his money, no, he doesn't think you're stealing his money, he's teaching you how money is made so poverty, poverty mindset values what, things over what, relationship what should Gehazi have done, sir, why did you not collect these things from Nehman are we not supposed to collect that's what he should, he should have learned why Elisha did not collect So what does poverty mindset do? Poverty mindset does not prioritize learning. Prosperity mindset prioritizes what? Learning. Learning. You know, one time I came back from the US and a young man asked me a question on Facebook. And he said, Sir, I want to learn. I want you to teach me the secret of visibility. So I said, what do you mean? He says, oh, you're very popular. people." I'm like, that's the wrong question. Because I, I don't even know. It's not about just being visible. It's about being impactful. What lessons are you learning? That rich man you are close to, what lessons are you learning from him? That's your boss. He has been a supervisor for five companies. They, you know, this project finishes. The next company in, picks him. Another company picks him. There's something in him that all these friends are seeing. What is that? If you can get that, you'd work in increase. Alright. So we've seen these two relationships. Gehazi and Elijah. Alright. So let's, let's look at a couple of scriptures got 10 more minutes wow are you learning something here all right so we'll go through the scriptures a bit quickly proverbs 28 20 the trustworthy person will get a rich reward but the person who wants quick riches will get into trouble right proverbs 28 20 NLT. the trustworthy person will get a rich reward but the person who wants quick riches will get into trouble alright a faithful man will abound with blessings but he who makes haste to be rich will not go unpunished so prosperity mindset works with faithfulness poverty mindset works with haste that's why you see that a lot of poor people sometimes get involved in gambling where rich people are getting involved in gambling now but what is it about haste want to get this money quickly See let me tell you something no genuine money is gotten quickly no genuine money is gotten quickly remove that from your mind it it it's a, it's, it's, a it's, it's a mindset that will drive you to poverty you want to get rich quickly deal with that mindset that's why people put money you see something give us a 5000 we'll give you 72000 in 2 hours go, you just want to surprise everybody that's why you surprise yourself eh And you see the funny thing, right? Those things keep coming. Keep coming. You will think that people learn lessons. It's a lie. If you see an advert now, oh, bring 100,000, we will give you 1 million. You 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 will be surprised even the people that will put their money there. Haste. You can't be talking of wealth and haste. Child of the living God, slow down your life. You just want to make it quickly. You want to... No, stop watching all those rap videos. Hmm? Where they front wealth, front gold, front things. They are selling... You know, I, I can be very funny, but I like it like that. I remember early days when we were in school. I don't know how many of you had this magazine uh, way back, the Ovation magazine. You, 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 Did you see that magazine in those days? Ovation, right? They used to put weddings of... Of senators' children, and one time, one girl brought the magazine to our, our, our room. We were there, a couple of guys. It was going through it, going through it. He said, "Don't you want to?" So he, she gave it to me. He said, "Oh, okay, don't you want to go through this so you know which um, this thing you can use during your wedding?" I said, "No." He said, "So you can get style." I said, "No." <laughs> Why? There's no style there that I can afford. From where I was to where that star was, was miles apart. Mar- world apart. And you know, I have learned a principle in life. What you don't want to disturb you, don't allow it on your inside. You might just think, I am just watching. You are not just watching. When you now go home, you'll be wondering, why is my parent poor? Why don't I have money? If I was a child of trouble, has started. Prevent your life from unnecessary anxiety. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It can look funny. If you ask me now, what's my dream car? I don't have. What's my dream house? I don't have. My dream house? Let it be four corner. Let it be a roof. Let it be door. Let it be window. Fine. What's your dream? You know why? It's good. But sometimes those dream things put unnecessary pressure in us. So I returned the magazine to her. I didn't look You want to wear a wedding gown like IBB's daughter. You quote a magazine. They say, this is Ibrahim but Babangida's daughter's wedding. You are looking at it. <laughs> that you want to just get style. Do you think that the tailor you can afford can sew that style? <laughs> Slide that cost the president's daughter one million to sew. You now give it. You say, don't worry. I can do it. I can do it. Then you now give 15,000. You now stood in front of the mirror. You are looking like a, a, a mermaid that has a, we, the wedding gown is not even like somebody who is ready to get married. You say, ah, I don't know why these tailors can't get it right. Don't you know why your tailor is still collecting 15,000? Don't you know why? Never be ashamed of your size. Prosperity mindset knows it's a matter of time. I'm on my way to victory. Never bothered about anything. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me. So the trustworthy person will get a rich reward. All right, faithful man, develop faithfulness. NESB. A faithful man will abound with blessings. But he who makes haste to be rich will not be faithful. The blessings will come gradually. Be faithful. All right, are you hearing what I'm saying? See that job they employed you. Prosperity mindset is to stay faithful. Stay faithful. Just be good. The day will come. You'll be blessed. Okay. Next scripture. Proverbs 13, 11. Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. He said, wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but the one who gathers by labor increases it. You gather by labor. The mindset of the prosperous is gathering by labor. Gathering by labor. Month upon month. It's building. It's building. You're not gathering, you know, by fraudulent means. It will dwindle. Proverbs 28, 22, please. 28, 22. A man with an evil eye hastings after wealth and does not know that want will come upon him. Don't hasten after wealth. A poverty-minded runs after wealth. Can I tell you something? one of the things that have destroyed this nation is a poverty mindset even by those who have a governor will have and he will still want the wealth of the poor people will steal billions you would ask what do they need it for i was reading about a state that a new governor came in and did an exercise The workers exercise just to check the workers and discover that there was 1.2 billion naira wages being paid to people that were not in the payroll. Imagine one state every month, 1.2 billion times four years or eight years of the previous government. How wicked can one get? What would you do with all those money? And you know, some of us are just waiting for our turn. You know why? Because even where you are right now, You are not different. Your own is 1.2 billion. Your own is 120 naira. It's just the zeros that are reduced. Let me tell you something. There's nothing in, and that's a vow I took when I got into ministry, and God is my witness. Samuel stood before the people and said, Whose gold have I coveted? Whose oxen have I taken? There's no one dime in this ministry that belongs to this ministry that's come into our life. Not not one. You should be able to stand behind everything you got and raise your hand to God and say, you know what? I got this honestly. God provided this for me. God favored me with it. And let me tell you, you can get rich legitimately. Have that in your mind. Everything that makes you feel I can't get rich in Nigeria. No, 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 no. That's a mindset that will destroy you. Are you here? All right. You have gone home. Are you here? All right. I know when I say poverty and prosperity mindset, this is not what you wanted to hear. But this is the truth. If you deal with all these things, you discover that abundance will start coming. All right. Proverbs twenty twenty one. Then I'll give you all the list. Proverbs twenty twenty one. An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. An inheritance gained hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. So what are some poverty mindset? Let's go through this very quickly. Right, Poverty mindset, number one, it sees lack, it sees not enough. Please get the message. Okay, Write the ones you can, but get the message. And listen to it again. Poverty mindset sees lack, not enough. So every time, oh, it's not enough, they want to grab. Number two, we need to have it now. Poverty mindset says it's got to be now. It has to be now. That cloth has to be now. Right? That thing has to be now. We've got to have it now. Right now. Number three. You need to prove something to someone. So, poverty minded always want to prove. I'm not poor. As you people think. I still have this. Right? Want to prove something. There's really nothing to prove to anybody. You can take care of your family. You can look after your needs. There's nothing to prove. And that's why today, sorry to say, we have a lot of people doing charity on camera just because they want to prove they are good people. It's unnecessary. So you're going to help a woman who is selling plantain and then you take all the cameras and then people are saying, well, don't, you don't do that. We, we can help people with their dignity intact. We don't have to help people and have old women rolling and thanking you on the floor and all that. What does that do to you? You see, a man can pretend to be poor, I'm just using that word, and he's helping a lot of people go ahead. And a rich man can pretend to be rich and nobody's benefiting for their lives. Which would you rather be? A poverty mindset is always looking to receive, always looking to receive, never wanting to give, always looking to receive. What can I get? What can I get? You're not always thinking of giving. What well, there is a, a dear sister in this church, I, I absolutely absolutely love her. She, I mean, she doesn't have a very big business, but I don't think there's any project we've mentioned in church that she doesn't give. Sometimes two thousand put in an envelope. Say, oh, I want to give to her. There is no project, no matter how much millions you mention, that will scare her from giving what she has. And that's what I like about her. Everything FRC conference. Oh, this is what I want to give. See, you're always looking to give. Always looking to give. You know, sometimes, I mean, of course, I appreciate everybody who gives as much as they give, but sometimes the offerings that touches me the most in this ministry is when I see people transfer 200, 300. You know, I, I, you know the truth of the matter is that for someone to give that, you can imagine opening their app, typing all these things just to give to I mean, it shows that people really want to give. Not receive all the time. Everything that is paid for, ask how is this thing paid for. Don't just live life. Right? Huh? I told you I had a friend like that in school. We warned him. He didn't listen. Every time we entered a taxi, he would forget his wallet. Every time. Every time we go and buy bread. Oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. We, one day we called him said, this attitude, let it not grow with you. It grew with him. After many years, one time they called me. Say, committee of friends, they should contribute. I say, for what? When we're in school, we contributed transport. We contributed money for biscuits. We contributed bread money. Now we should contribute house rent. I'm not contributing. He never learned to give. See, let me tell you. Anybody who is giving does not have more. They just have a heart that wants to give. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not that they have more money. No, it's a heart to give. Poverty mindset wants to receive all the time. Anywhere you go, it's hard to receive. Poverty mindset, they're always looking for quick ways to make money and shortcuts. Quick ways to make money and shortcuts. Quick ways to make money and shortcuts. This is a poverty mindset. Hmm? You know that's what is affecting us in our nation. They make a road and they contract <laughs> the contractor wants to do what? Make quick money. And that rule does not last. People die. It's a poverty mindset. Poverty mindset, they blame their financial condition on other people, especially those richer than them. Mm? So every time you see a rich person, you feel they are the reason for your poverty. Right? Blame their financial condition on other people, especially those who are richer than them. Hmm? Then the last thing about poverty mindset is they they believe they never have enough money to have a budget. You know people with poverty mindset dislike budget, and you know why they dislike budget? Because budget puts a control on their what? On their expenses. They don't want that. So anytime you mention, say, "How much is the money saved?" They are shouting budget, but how much? You see, it's not the amount; it's the habit. It's the habit. Praise God. Alright, prosperity mindset. Prosperity mindset. So go back and study all of this. Look for how to give, how to be a blessing. Hmm? How to be a blessing. Look for how to give. You are staying in somebody's house, for instance. Okay? Somebody accommodated you. Okay? Say, oh, you can stay in my house until you get your place or a job or something. You know, you're just staying in somebody's house. Right? Uh, Or... Your auntie took you. you. You got a job here. Your auntie took you. I'm not talking of you. You going to visit somebody. I'm about you staying in the house, all right? Your auntie took you for a job, or your roommate. Let me use that. Is accommodating you. You are not the one paying the rent. Your roommate is, uh, is paying the rent, but your roommate accommodated you to work. It's been six months. You have not asked how is the lights being paid. Hmm? So I just like my friend, who my friend just doesn't even bother about anything. You, you should be bothered. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you are staying with someone on a long-term basis, maybe you are pairing with a roommate, somebody accommodated you, while you are trying to find your own accommodation, or uh, you're working somewhere, or you work, you know, maybe for some of you that have offshore, and you come every two weeks where you're working, that's where you stay. Be a blessing. Be a blessing does not mean contribute. Money all the time. Sometimes help clean up. Huh? Sometimes, just, yeah, be, look, how can I give? Everything is not money. How can I be of help? You know, one time, I remember, I can't forget this. Um, when I went as Pastor Gengar, he used to pastor in the East. He he really helped me. He, he he showed me a lot of things. He was the first person who opened the, a current account for me and gave me a checkbook. It was the first checkbook I ever had. So we had this holiday. So I told him, I said, sir, I really want to come and be of a blessing to you I, you know, I didn't have anything then. So he says, what do you want to come? I said, no, I want to just stay with you for one week, just wash your car, help clean the house. That's how I traveled from Delta State, went to the East, spent one week with him. I was just washing the car, cleaning there. Just how to give. And I was maybe 200 or 300 level student at that time. Giving, what can you give? Don't look to receive, look to give. That job, what can you add to that job? that's why if you have people around you who are looking for how to be of a blessing when they are in a job encourage them because not many people have that mindset people are looking for what to take you know people can just come say "Ah, this company has a lot of money Eh, and just pack pack all the pen (laughs) what is it what are they doing with biro? yeah people are like that just pack all the paper you see people every time they are coming from work their bag is full they always go with flat back they come back with this thing say what are they doing with the paper what are they doing with the bag they have money they have money give you food you have takeaway in your bag you put put what are they doing with the, with the meat put it put it Put. all this what, <laughs> what are you doing with it and there's a funny thing about that. you now realize at the end of the day those papers are wasted those pens are wasted those things are wasted And I want to deal with something. But I'll deal with it. I'm still looking for scripture around it. But I'll deal with it. See, some of you that keep properties beyond where you should keep it. I'm looking for a Bible verse for you people. I've not found it, but for some of you it's, it's alarming. See, let me tell you. Many things you have you will never use again. There's no need. There's no need. It's a scarcity mindset. It is scarcity mindset. You just feel ah leave it. Hey hey, hey. don't touch it. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a heap of things. I dare you. To be more liberal. There's some wonder thing you're keeping would be their next testimony. Why don't you release it and trust God? Okay? Praise God. Prosperity mindset understands contentment. You understand contentment. I'm content. I thank God for what I have. I don't have that. I don't have this. It's okay. But I thank God. You're contented. Hmm? Learn to teach your children contentment. Hmm? One of the ways you teach your children contentment is when they go and they see their neighbor has something and they say they want it, tell them no. What you have is okay. Your toy is still okay. And you adults, learn contentment also. When you go to that party and you see a, a hair, that your husband cannot afford. Don't make the peace of your marriage based on the hair you wear. If the hair will bring division, cut it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Learn it. Hmm? Prosperity mindset places value on growth. Place value on growth. I am going to grow. We will get better. Life will not be like this. Huh? You see, if you have two people with prosperity mindset Even if you don't have anything, get married You guys will prosper You can start I mean, we started from from nothing We practically started from nothing And God has blessed us Because both of us had prosperity mindset Hmm? (laughs) It's interesting, you know, I say it in a funny way But it's quite interesting You want to marry a lady and you see that the lady likes makeup a lot. You need to you need to have a prosperity mindset because that's going to be part of your budget as the days go goes by. That's why the one I married is just natural beauty. Saves you cost. <laughs> Are you what I'm, saying? Saves you. I'm not saying anything is wrong with makeup, but put it as part of your life because it does not get old. The older, the more you require more foundation to <laughs> hold the place. So you know it's more expensive going for that. At 80, you buy layers, <laughs> probably with hand brush. Yeah, hold that side for me. <laughs> I'm just joking. But when you want to marry a girl, ask yourself, can I afford the lifestyle? That's important. And also for, for girls, the man. This lifestyle that this man is living, is it affordable what? long term because you know what happened. as you grow older children comes bills expand sometimes some people's lifestyle don't shrink so even though they have children even though they have bills what what will they say to you i cannot change i'm like this no Certain times in life you might have to reduce your lifestyle so that what you can give the future generation a better foundation I, I hear you cannot say, ah, this is how I am. No, 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 no. So that the next generation can have a better footing. We might need to reduce our taste. So that the next generation can have a better footing. You know, most times when I bless people, I give them money. I tell them, you know what? For every money I give to you, it's sacrificing something on my part. If I call you now and say, I want you to do something. And I give you a hundred thousand. Do you know I can add that hundred thousand, add something, go and buy a shoe? I mean, you, it's my money. I can sell what I want. I can buy new clothes. I can buy new stuff. So they understand the value of labor and delayed gratification. That's that point. They understand the value of delayed gratification. So the prosperity mindset knows I have to delay my gratification. Right? I don't have to have this now. Delayed gratification. They understand the power of delayed gratification. Hmm? There, there's what i can have now there's what i can have in the future see you own your own house you own your own car but relax it doesn't have to be today and then they understand the value of labor so the, someone with a prosperity mindset understands work they like to work hmm? they like to work and let me tell you something Something I'm really I'm trusting the Lord to help me if God gives me the liberty to teach. I want to really emphasize it. See, we've got to raise our, our kids to love to labor. I think there is a, there is a symbol of wealth we are pointing to our kids that's not appropriate. And I'll discuss it with Pastor about it. You know, our, our ideal wealth is we don't do any work, we get people to help us to do the work. That's our ideal state of wealth. But you see, the truth of the matter is that you see, that process of learning to work, you are getting better. That's why you realize that, I'm just saying, please. But that's why you realize some people, why they are insistent on getting somebody to help them at home is not because they really need somebody, but they can't do that thing. You see some adults sweep, sweep the house. This married woman adult who has finished sweeping the house. If you stand at an angle, you can see death in places. All you need to do is check some corners. Because that person was never taught the diligence of sweeping a house. All they just found was to watch film and feed. that a day will come, they'll just have somebody, they'll just be watching film, they'll be drinking juice, they say, "Hey, clean there. Ain't clean. That's the picture of, that's where they just want to get to in life. The value of labor. Learn to work. Work is not a curse. It's a blessing. And the last scripture on that, just write it down. Genesis 2.15 says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to tend it. God created his man in this massive abundant garden and he looked at him and he says cultivate and tend the garden. What's the last thing about a prosperity mindset? A prosperity mindset looks to cultivate things and to take care of things. Hmm? Cultivate that room. Take care of it. Cultivate that office. Cultivate that apartment. Cultivate what you have. Look after it. You know, I believe I'm going to drive this thought stronger next year when I teach on how life works. It's part of the series I'm planning to put up next year. Amen. So go back, listen to it. There's there's a whole lot and we trust the Lord to give us another opportunity in his will to go through this. But how many of you have been blessed? The poverty and the prosperity mindset? All right, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for everyone who's turned into this message, who's here, and who listen to this. And I pray and I release the spirit of prosperity and increase upon them in the name of Jesus. I decree, Father God, that where adjustments need to be made, those adjustments are made in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.